We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as somebody that doesn't have much left to give. Uh, and I'm joined by the person that keeps <laughs> me going. It's the one and only vice mayor of this program and this network, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, your uh, your Arizona license plate jersey pretty much made my day and, and I think is going to... Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. This well, is, Colorado this is definitely wants to do a license plate jersey. I can do a license plate jersey too. I'm just saying. It was pretty incredible. Your your <laughs> Photoshop skills are are uh, really something, Derek. Thank something you. to be proud of. Thank you. You know, when I go silent on Twitter, you know that I'm up to no good. Basically, is what's going on. But of course, uh, this mm. fo- this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook app. Jesse, tough loss to the Colorado Rockies today. Seemed like the Arizona Diamondbacks had this one in the bag. Zach Gallon was dealing. The offense was rolling. David Peralta uh, hit a big home run, grand slam home run that put them up early in the game. Uh, they just could not sustain the lead. Zach Gallon, once again, late in his outing, kind of slipped up and gave up some runs, and bullpen compounded it by giving up the lead. Uh, I guess my question before we get into the statistics of this game is first impression is this the worst loss of the season? Mm, Am I being dramatic the season? That? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the fact that it happened at Coors Field, you always have like you have to take games at Coors Field with a with a grain of salt because Valid. you know this Valid. isn't like this isn't like blowing a five nothing lead in in San Diego or LA where I mean where you know the ballpark is certainly not the reason. I don't have any numbers to back this up, Derek, but. Honestly, both of the CJ Crone home runs, they both kind of felt like Coors Field home runs to me. Like he did hit them hard, um, but there's a difference between, you know, how hard he hit those balls and how hard David Peralta hit his grand slam earlier in the game, which was, you know, a, a no doubter that was 452 feet and certainly would have been a home run in any ballpark. So, um, yeah, I think you have to take it with a grain of salt for that reason. The injury to Ian Kennedy, I think, also played a, a role in this one as well. Noe Ramirez. Uh, had to come out, um, you know, in the middle of a middle of an at bat. It was a three-two count on the hitter. Really weird situation for him. So um, I don't know if it's the worst loss of the season, but you know, I mean, it's it's up there for sure. You absolutely, you know, discuss a, a, a valid point, right? What happened with Ian Kennedy when the Diamondbacks looked like they were going to go into their 
game plan that they haven't been able to implement very much this season of Ian Kennedy getting the eighth, Mark Melanson getting the ninth and closing the game out. We don't know what would have happened, obviously, but at the same time, we do see that the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen once again wasn't able to close the door. I'm not going to, like you said, I'm not going to uh, harp on Noe Ramirez too much on this one. It just, yeah, uh, it was unfortunate. And, uh, you know, Noe Ramirez honestly probably wasn't the best guy for that scenario based on who he was facing. But at the same time, he was the only guy that had already been up and stretching in the bullpen prior to that, which is the reason I believe Lavella went with him. Yeah, no, it's been a rough go for him lately. I mean, he had an 8.18 ERA in the month of June, and this was his first outing in July. And, you know, to give up three runs without getting an out, it's been a really rough go for him lately. Um, I thought Joe Manapply did a great job out of the bullpen, as we're used to seeing. The man still has one walk over 30 innings pitched. He has the lowest walk rate in baseball, so uh, he (laughs) continues to cruise along. But, uh, yeah, it's been a rough go for Noe lately. I don't know why this was funny, but uh, Josh Rojas's ninth inning double had had an expected batting average of 0.150, Jesse. Really? Yeah, for that double. Really? That's probably, for me, I haven't been paying attention to the baseball savant stuff much this season, but that's probably the lowest uh, expected batting average I've seen for a ball that actually went in for a hit like that. You know, so those... Those metrics are interesting to me. Another interesting metric is the Diamondbacks once again uh, lose on Sunday. They dropped to four and nine on Sundays this year after actually having some luck. They won three in a row there. So it seemed like the whole Sunday thing might have been broken, but uh, the Diamondbacks kicked July off with, with a loss. I think that, again, the reason why this loss seems so devastating or disappointing to me is because it's against a team that, you know, honestly, the Diamondbacks have a have a good chance to beat. Uh, they had a pretty yeah. significant lead. Like you said, though, it's it's Coors Field, so you can't really predict what's going to happen there. It's just getting to the point now with the Diamondbacks that they find new and fascinating ways to lose baseball games, whether they're down early, whether they're up early. It, it kind of it, it's it's disappointing and disheartening because it feels a bit like last season when they went through the stretch of not being able to win uh in in any capacity even when they were you know had things going in in their favor yeah i mean with this loss the diamondbacks are now tied with the rockies in the basement of the nl west they're both 35 and 44 at this point so um yeah and i think dennis uh the comment that dennis just made in in the chat is there's some truth to that i mean the diamondbacks don't have uh, a whole lot of a whole lot of talent in order to you know in order to weather these types of storms and uh, it's not to say they don't have some talented players on the roster but I think we all know at this point in the season it's it's not the level of talent that they need in order to be a true contender and and you know they're still in this process of trying to build in that direction and recover from what happened last season and and continue moving forward. I guess when I take a look at this team. One thing that we've talked about is how they have to kind of play perfect to win, right? To be successful, they 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 have to play a perfect game. And this one felt not perfect, but like they were they were they were playing the the game well, right? And because of that, they had the lead even with Zach Gallon giving up the three runs before he exited, right? But then the minute that something went wrong for them, right? That's when 
the wheels fell off. And it's again, it's, yeah. it just goes to show that they they can't even afford to have something like a pitcher need to leave early due to injury without having it have a huge impact on them going forward. You know, that inning obviously fell apart for Noe Ramirez. Baseball's rule of having to face three batters means that you can't, you know, have a guy go out there and at least pitch to one batter while someone else is warming up and then get them out there for the following batter. They had to have Noe stay out there for three. And the results were what they were. The Diamondbacks even mounted a pretty decent comeback there in the bottom of the inning to make things at least exciting. And, you know, again, the offense in this game uh, and in the series wasn't necessarily the culprit, right? Uh, We had uh, the Diamondbacks win the first game and offense was huge for, for the team in the first game, right? But again, the pitching in this series didn't really keep them in the games. And to be honest, they needed all of that offense to win, especially in game one and in every game this series. Yeah, I mean, you're going to need a lot of offense to win at Coors Field, right? I mean, that's just sort of the the nature, <laughs> the, the nature rule, of the, the beast. Yeah. Every every time the Diamondbacks play a series at Coors, Derek, maybe you feel the same way. I find myself just sort of relieved at, at the end of the series, whether it was good, whether it was bad. It, it's just Coors Field is just a place of of goofy baseball games. You you just never know what's going to happen in games at Coors Field. A five run lead, as we saw in this one doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot uh, in that stadium. And so there's this sense of relief of, you know, going back to a place like Chase Field, uh, which we're going to talk about later in the show, has actually been a a pitcher-friendly ballpark this season um, where things are more normal, right? Uh, Those kinds of leads are not as fickle, and and the sport that we know and love is is a little bit more normal, uh, where, you know, when you have a three, four, five-run lead, you feel a little bit more comfortable at Coors Field it just feels like you never know what's going to happen. And and the Diamondbacks certainly uh, got a taste of that in this series. In the first game, the Diamondbacks were up at one point, I believe in the seventh inning, up six to one. And I still didn't feel comfortable with that size lead. Yeah, so. especially early in a game. Like early in a game, I mean, it might as well. I think Chris Garagiola said it on the on the broadcast yesterday at, you know, four or five run lead early in the game. It might as well be a tie game almost in a, in a stadium <laughs> like that. <laughs> Uh, I hate how right he is, but that's absolutely the truth. Uh, we did see some big bombs in this game. We'll talk about Christian Walker and David Peralta and what they were able to do offensively in this series. But unfortunately, the bullpen really was what let the team down. And honestly, it, it was it's not even that horrible if we take a look at the numbers uh, for this series. Uh, the Diamondbacks dropped two to one. Uh, well, I guess I'm wrong about that. Relief pen ERA 10.29. So it does definitely wasn't the starting pitchers in this one, Jesse. Yeah, I mean, the starting pitching ERA was five, so that's not particularly great either. But um, yeah, both teams, especially the Rockies with runners in scoring position, Derek, I mean, a 571 team batting. <laughs> I know it's Coors Field, but my gosh, yeah. The, the Rockies were literally uh, were six for seven with runners in scoring position. Um, I believe that was in the game yesterday. So uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it was an insane series of offense, especially in some of those big moments. Unfortunately, uh, Dalton Varsho up there in a big spot at the end of the game today and, and was unable to get it done. But yeah, it was not a series of pitching, Derek. Uh, those are those are some high ERAs all the way around. The Rockies bullpen was, was probably a little bit more steady. Uh, Daniel Bard is, you know, out here throwing 99, 100 mile an hour sinkers and, 
Um, I don't care what ballpark you're in. That's, that's going to be pretty hard to hit. So um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one uh, for the diamondbacks. I mean, like we talked about entering the series and one of our shows last week, this is your chance to, you know, really cement yourselves as being better than at least the Colorado Rockies in the division. And unfortunately, after that big game on Friday, nine to three, you get all sorts of momentum. And uh, of course, of course, uh, this was bound to happen, Derek. The baseball gods were never going to let Zach Gallen uh, win his fifth game of the season. We know they're they're very, very against that ever happening. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll have to see moving forward if eventually Zach Gallen is able to get over the hump and, and get his fifth win. Why can't he win five games, Jesse? It's five games. It's not even that many games. We're not asking no. him to be a 20 game winner. I just, it's so frustrating. Like, l- chalk this up to more reasons for Zach Gallon to leave Arizona when his contract's up because Jesus, <laughs> I couldn't win with, you know, the way Zach Gallon pitches. I, I, I'd leave too. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, the Diamondbacks don't have much time to decide on what they are and what they're going to be at the trade deadline. We're less than 30 days away. Uh, Mike Hazen was quoted as, as saying this team is going to dictate how we're kind of looking at things. Well, I don't know what you could be thinking after watching today's loss. Yeah. It's not to say that the Diamondbacks aren't there. They're not, they're, they're close, right? They're close to being, uh, you know, a, a competitive team, but, it's like today's games like today. I, I don't know. I can't like I keep saying that, but I mean, today really was just a spot of tough luck for this team. It just seems like we say that quite a bit at times about this team. And more than anything, we said it way too many times last year. So that's the thing that when we start getting into a, 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 a grouping of games like this, where you're just like, uh, things just aren't following in the right direction for them. That was two straight months of baseball for them in 2021. So hopefully uh, the Diamondbacks will, you know, they know, hopefully they know what they already are and what they're going to do at the trade deadline. I don't feel like anything they could do between now and then is going to change much for this team. Uh, But Jesse, you would know more because you wrote a piece recently uh, for gophnx.com actually that dropped today about this exact subject. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's our, our trade deadline primer. I wrote a lot of words. I think it's like, 2000 words or something ridiculous like that it's far it's far too many words so if you can only get through half of it uh that's that's fine there's a lot of pictures though i tried to make it as as easy on the eyes as possible that's 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 damn decent of you yes yes. midway through have some lunch and then go back at it for the second there you go find a find a picture you like to stop at and then you can hit up the second half of the article yeah yeah but there i mean there's a lot of a lot of information in there that I hope people find helpful about. I, I give a list of, of which Diamondbacks players are most likely to get dealt. Um, there are some names that I think we can be pretty pretty confident about. Um, and then beyond that, there's also uh, some discussion about the Diamondbacks roster logjam. Um, that's a big topic in there as well. Uh, the Diamondbacks have a number of minor leaguers who are on the brink of making the major league roster. We've talked about this a lot. There's a lot of exciting prospects, especially on the pitching side. Uh, who are almost to the majors. But the, the tricky part, Derek, is the Diamondbacks are going to need a room on the 40-man roster and on the active roster in order to fit all those guys. And uh, it's not abundantly clear right now where all that room is going to come from. So um, that that might mean the Diamondbacks are fairly active uh, at the trade deadline in order to kind of try to consolidate some of that talent maybe or find some sort of a way to open up the space that they need. 
The only concern is that there's still a second half of the season to play at that point, not second half, but two more months of baseball to play. Right. So uh, yeah. the, the, the big question there is, is do, do the Diamondbacks leave themselves in a position to be shallow, you know, in order to trade some of those pieces that they have that currently start on the field for them are in the starting lineup away for prospects potentially, and just lose that depth right now that they have. Paven yeah. Smith was sent down to Reno this week, yeah. which was yeah. kind of not, not a surprising move, but a surprising move when it took place, right? Paven Smith had been struggling there for a while, uh, just having a, having a problem not only at the plate, but at times finding at bats, especially with Cattell Marte kind of there being their designated hitter for the time being until he gets back on the yeah. field defensively, right? So I yeah. definitely understood that there's a lack of at bats for Paven, but uh, he, you know, it seemed like he was finally getting back in a groove had a four hit game and you know even with all of his struggles this season this is when the team opted to send him down i don't think he's going to be down for long but like you said uh there is kind of a log jam for them and at this point it's really about needing you know uh some some other other bats and needing some other you know uh guys that that can you know maybe switch hit or hit from the other side of the plate just things like that that this team currently doesn't have because they're very they're, they're very one-dimensional in a lot of ways, including hitting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were were surprised, too, that Cooper Hummel was the guy who got the call up rather than Jake McCarthy. Uh, Jake McCarthy has been just raking in, in Reno since he was sent down a few weeks ago. So um, I think he'll probably be back at some point. But it's sort of like you're saying, Derek, that Diamondbacks have a lot of left-handed hitters. They have a lot of left-handed hitters and a lot of left-handed hitting outfielders in particular. And so... There just wasn't enough opportunity for Paven Smith. And I think the reason they didn't call up Jake McCarthy is there probably wouldn't be opportunity for him either. So, you know, you'd rather have those guys getting everyday at bats for the time being. And maybe this trade deadline, the Diamondbacks make a move or two that opens the door for those guys to come back up and get some more opportunity. Bob Brenly brought it up on the broadcast today about, you know, guys needing to get more at bats cooper hummel was a guy that they sent down just so that he could continue to get those at bats and not ride the pine yeah the the entire sending up and calling people down uh, it gets complicated it gets frustrating at times but there really is a method to the madness and the purpose really is to make sure that these guys who aren't going to be starting every day don't just sit there and and do nothing it's the same thought process why mark melanson will come into a 9-3 ball game or nine, two ball game and pitch the ninth or whatever, right. It's to get him work. And so that he's not sitting there for, you know, a week plus without getting some actual game playing time in and, uh, you know, getting some reps just doesn't always go Mark Melanson's way when he does that. Anyway, yeah. uh, with that being said, make sure to just check out Jesse's piece on gophnx.com on the 2022 Diamondbacks trade deadline primer. If you're not a, a member of gophnx.com, you can sign up to become a member. If you get the month-to-month option, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. You'll also get access to our members-only Discord. That's an absolute blast to be in during Diamondbacks games, win or lose. It's, it's where we go to cry. It's where we go to hug each other. It's where we go to cheer and send gifts and have Josh Hunt make us uh, amazing pictures and gifts. Uh, but of course, uh, not only do you get that access to the Discord, you get members uh, members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, if you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get all that stuff and a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com. Save yourself some money, stick around, become part of the phnx family. That's what we want you to do. Uh, join us. We're going to be at Four Peaks Brewery out on 8th Street again for uh, for the Coyotes draft party. 
we're gonna be having all sorts of fun so make sure to join the family uh keep up with us and make sure to uh you know enjoy the content that jesse's putting out there because he writes two thousand words and somebody somebody has to read it of course um <laughs> hopefully hopefully not, some, yeah yeah no everybody knows Derek's never going to read 2000 words 2000 so. words condense it down to me in a 300 word cliff note please <laughs> anyway uh also speaking of four peaks brewery go out check out our friends at four peaks brewing company they are amazing they are incredible they have a number of locations that you can go try their food and their beers at not to mention the fact that if you can't make it out to join us for the uh, coyotes draft party uh, you can grab yourself some Four Peaks from your local convenience store, your local gas station, your local liquor store, wherever you get your booze at. Uh, make sure to grab some Four Peaks. They have a wonderful variety of flavors. I'm sure a beer that you'll love under their entire umbrella of delicious ales and porters and IPAs. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm going to get Craig Morgan to enjoy an IPA. He might not know it. Um, I might have to get him like put some OGs in it or something just to fool him, but he's going to enjoy an IPA, Jesse, <laughs> mark my words. That's my goal. Uh, and of course you can too, if you're a man of taste and class, because IPAs are incredible, check out four peaks, uh, brewing everything they have to offer. Of course, again, join our PHNX coyotes crew for their draft day live party on July 7th at 4 PM at four peaks, eighth street pub must be 21 or older to enjoy four peaks you can go to the pub and eat and be bring the family everything like that but must be 21 or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly of course we always want you to do that especially this weekend it is a dangerous weekend out there it's a fun weekend right july 4th we hope you guys are having a blast we hope everybody is grilling some brats or some burgers i was invited jesse to a fourth of july party where i was informed we weren't allowed to set off fireworks and we weren't going to be grilling. And uh, what I said to that is, I decline your invite, sir. That's what <laughs> I said. Or have me come to a Fourth of July without firework. I I don't I don't care what Saul says. Saul specifically told us not to blow our hands off like JPP. I don't care. I'm out there. I'm lighting stuff on fire. I'm holding it in my hand way long, Jesse. That's what Fourth of July is about for me. Uh, of course, it's about this country, uh, which at times is a wonderful place, and at other times especially lately can also be a terrible place, but we hope you guys are enjoying and celebrating uh, this country that affords us all of these wonderful freedoms uh, that we have and uh, look forward to, you know, of course, grilling and being in a pool very soon because that's in my future personally. Uh, but who deserves to be in a pool? Maybe Jesse, maybe, <laughs> maybe someone that's not going to be around much longer to party uh, is Dallas. Mm. Keuchel. Uh, Dallas Keuchel had a pretty rough start in his second start for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Five innings uh, pitch, six hits, seven runs, six earned runs, uh, three walks, three strikeouts. So the question, I guess, to you, Jesse, is how long is the leash for Dallas Keuchel, especially considering this team and, and their needs right now? Yeah, I think that's a big part of the question, right? Uh, I mean, the Diamondbacks just had Zach Davies go down with an injury and we're now just two days away, I think it's going to be Tuesday where the diamondbacks have to make a choice about, um, you know, how they're going to replace Zach, Zach Davies, uh, for the moment until he's ready to go again. Uh, they might use an opener. Um, they could call some, uh, somebody up from the minor leagues. We'll have to see what they want to do there. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's going to be tricky for the diamondbacks not to have a long leash on Dallas Keuchel um, just by virtue of the fact they don't have, they don't have many options. Um, and, and I think this has been a trend for this organization recently is, you know, once you get, 
down a, a starting pitcher or two, where exactly do you go? That was a huge issue for the team last year. And granted, they had four guys down at once uh, rather than just two like they have right now. Um, but it's it's going to be tricky for them. Uh, is it Corbin Martin? Is it, you know, Tommy Henry? He's throwing the ball really well in Reno right now. Um, there are some different directions that they can turn, but it's it's not uh, super clear at this point. Um, my guess is they they will give Dallas Keuchel uh, another go at this, just given how much experience he has in this league. Um, it sounds like he and Brent Strom have been working on some things. The Diamondbacks might have some patience there, uh, trying to get him back to his old self. Uh, he was a pretty good pitcher uh, not that long ago, just a couple years ago. Dallas Keuchel had a really good season. So, um, yeah, or or it could be Josh Hunt, um, you know, doing a pitching audition and, and maybe no. – He's the one who gets in the mix pretty soon. Absolutely yeah, not. No, <laughs> not. No. Josh Hunt has has too many irons and too many fires. All right. He's already he's already becoming part of PHNX. Okay. I need yeah, we need him in the Discord. Graphics and gifts and yeah. Discord activities. Oh yeah. You can't, I can't have him pitching every five days. That's not gonna work for my schedule. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what he's talking about, but Honestly, I now I want to see Josh Hunt's arm. Like that's now. I mean, I'm curious. So <laughs> okay, that's what I, I have to like jump it. in on this one. Yeah, let's I have hear. a strong feeling that Josh he hits like a monster. I feel yeah. like Rosen hits like a monster. You think so? I think I you're think. giving him too much credit. I don't know. Have you seen him? Photoshop skills do not cross over to the field. Adobe Premiere skills do not carry into the batter's box, Emma. What are you, what are you saying about my – what do you – then what I'm – no, I'm not suggesting anything. You're a, a, a miracle, and you could do anything you want, so I'm not – I'm not going to question Emma when I, Emma, Emma gets me graphics in like 12 seconds, and, you know, I don't even think she's human, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I think you're a witch or something but that that would put you and josh hunt together which is why you're here defending him witches stay together they turn witches when they become 16 i remember that from hocus pocus and uh yeah that's what we're dealing with is a bunch of witches around here because they're too good with the graphics and everything we need uh i will say this jesse uh i don't think that the diamondbacks really are in a position to be choosers right this is a beggar or a chooser position and the diamondbacks are more beggars than choosers right now especially when it comes to starting pitching you said they have two starting pitchers down one of them is humberto castellanos who is not even really a starting pitcher to be fair i'm not i'm not knocking him i'm not saying that he has not given the diamondbacks some quality starts you and i were big fans of the dual humberto uh, lineup that we had going on last season at times because these guys <laughs> did step up and give the Diamondbacks some solid outings when no one else in the bullpen or in the starting rotation could. But uh, yeah. yeah, the Diamondbacks, I mean, it's not just Zach Davies. They're really looking to, you know, interim replace for right now. They're still looking for that fifth starter spot. So it's not like to say that Dallas Keuchel is just kind of a Band-Aid for the time being. I agree with what you're saying. I think they still really want to see what he has to offer because they're still heavily considering him in the future to be the, the back-end rotation guy for this for starting rotation. And yeah. if, if, he can, if he can give them some solid innings, even if he can't go very long, it's, it's a big win. We just, honestly, we really haven't seen that out of Keiko. He did have some really nice swings and misses in his first start, but this second start wasn't uh, very strong. He didn't seem to be yeah. anyone. Even when he was going to get out of the inning, there was a really bad Christian Walker error that, uh, allowed all those yeah. runs to score, which compounded it. I mean, he really wasn't as bad as the line, you know, li line was. So I definitely think 
he he does have a, a start or two left in him before the Diamondbacks decide to potentially change directions. But uh, I like you said, they're still looking for that you know those spots, those pitchers to 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 relieve essentially or to to make up for that they don't have in their starting rotation right now. Yeah, I think he's at, you know, I think he's given up nine runs and nine and a third innings so far. If you just combine his his line from those two starts, which is not particularly inspiring. Um, but yeah, I think in, in both starts, there's a case to be made that uh, the numbers probably look a little bit worse than than what the pitching line, uh, how the pitching line looks. I think you're right. The Christian Walker uh, air in the game yesterday was certainly a big a big turning point in that one. So you know, maybe if that doesn't happen, Keuchel uh, is able to get out of that inning and, and his outing looks a lot better from there. But yeah, I mean, the, the D-backs are going to need some uh, someone to step up there in the back end because uh, right now you sort of get the sense that, you know, when it's Merrill Kelly, Zach Gallen, uh, Madison Bumgarner, they've all been reasonably consistent. They're, they're giving you a chance to win every time. Uh, but those other two games... Uh, out of every five are looking pretty dicey right now with with Keuchel and then um, you know whoever the Diamondbacks decide to go with on Tuesday we'll have to see well after this loss Jesse uh, I, I need to re-up my OGs because uh, I need I, I need to get over this emotionally and physically and OGs is the perfect way to do so there of course we talked about their limited additional seasonal limited edition seasonal flavor pina colada uh, not to mention all of their other wonderful flavors that they have to offer: uh, orange creamsicle, blackberry creams, blackberry and cream, uh, like a fruit punch variety. They have all sorts of great flavors. Uh, the biggest thing to remember about OGs is not only do they get the doses right, but they get the flavors right. A lot of times your edibles are not going to be uh, very tasty, uh, very enjoyable. You'll scarf them down to get you know to get to where you need to go, right? But you know, of course, we want to enjoy that flavor, especially from our gummies and OG's brands focuses on that. They also have a variety of doses to offer you. They have a three milligram microdose and a 10 milligram regular dose, uh, not to mention the fact that they also have uh, indicas and sativas available uh, for uh, your whatever you want to do, whether you want to uh, get over a loss, but you have a nice fourth of July party to go to. You need that. You need to keep that excitement level high with a sativa, or if your day is over after this Diamondbacks loss, you just want to take a nap on the couch, Indica for you. Whatever you're looking for, check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on, on Instagram at ogsbrands. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Uh, to find OGs near you, you can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. And Jesse, you brought up, of course, playing at Coors Field and what we should and shouldn't expect from the offense there. Shouldn't get too excited about the offense, but we did see some nice, uh, the offense breaking out nicely. And uh, it made it made me think, Chase used to be Coors Field light, right? Or Coors, wait, Yeah, right? like, yeah, it was like the, like the little brother or something. I don't know. Yeah, like a little bit. Coors light field? Coors light field? I think that's better, right? <laughs> there you uh, go. There you go. <laughs> but it was a major haven for offense, and now not so much. Uh, you could attribute most of it, I guess, to the humidor. I don't really know what changed. None yeah. of the physical attributes of Chase Field changed. The only thing that changed is the turf from grass to turf and the humidor, right? So I don't know. Do you miss uh, playing in a, in a hitter-friendly ballpark like Coors Field is where you have – can't really predict what's going to happen you get a lot of double digit scores and such or or is what chase field has become more of your speed i remember there was a there was a time when 
there was some concern about Chase Field being such a hitter-friendly ballpark that, you know, when the Diamondbacks had brought in Zach Granke and Shelby Miller, um, that maybe the, the fact that the stadium was the way it was was just really messing with them um, even more so than, than, you know, you would expect. And so uh, there was a storyline there for a while that Chase Field was, was just excessively hitter friendly and, and a pretty difficult place for a, a pitcher who's not used to pitching there to come over and, and have success on the Diamondbacks. Um, but it's crazy, Derek. I mean, it, it sort of depends on which metric you look at and, and what year you're looking at. These sorts of things fluctuate um, this season. Chase Field grades out as one of the most uh, pitcher-friendly ballparks in the game. Um, ESPN has a park factor metric, and according to that, only Petco Park has been more pitcher-friendly than Chase Field this season, which is remarkable. Yeah, but I I don't think that's actually uh, true. If you you know if you look at data from like the last few years together combined, Chase Field is is more somewhere in the middle, which I think is is probably more accurate, but. The point is, it's certainly not the hitter's haven uh, that it was just a few years ago. And I personally, just as someone who watches a lot of Diamondbacks games, I don't really miss that part of Chase Field. I think it's it's a little bit nicer to have uh, a more balanced, um, a more balanced environment for hitting sure. and pitching yeah. and, um, you know, just where you feel like pitchers can succeed and hitters can succeed and the stadium isn't really playing a big role in anything. Um, well, but I don't know. The thing is, I would hate I, you, you just it's too easy, like with Coors Field to blame it on the stadium and yeah. blame it on the factors. Right. The right. thing about Coors is it's not just the thin air in Colorado. Right. That's also it's also a massive park. So it just allows for a lot of territory uh, for the ball to drop in and for defenders not to be able to get to stuff. It's it's right. it's, it's, it's hitter friendly for all sorts of reasons and not just because you can blast it out of the park easily in Colorado. Right. But I'm with you. I kind of like it. Things being a bit normalized and out of or in control rather than, you know, unpredictable and crazy. Uh, I still think of the one time where I was on the field and I heard Mike Hazen on a phone call that I have no idea what was going on on the other side of that call where he (laughs) said, well, the opposing team doesn't seem to have a problem hitting the ball out of here. And that was after (laughs) we implemented the humidor. So, yeah, I know that the humidor played a role. Definitely a big factor in it. But now every ballpark has a humidor and they're trying to temper temperature control the balls much more. They're trying right. to just have it be more of an even playing field from ballpark to ballpark. Um, luckily though, uh, it did not stop Christian Walker and David Peralta in this series. Both of them uh, tore it up. Christian Walker had his fourth two home run game at Coors field in game two. Uh, he was hitting uh, 342 with a 1.198 OPS uh with uh, in his last 10 road games so four home runs 10 rbi uh actually make that i, I believe yeah four home runs now uh his 21 homers this season because he had two in game two are most by an arizona diamondback through the first 78 games of a season since mark reynolds in 2009 <laughs> i was gonna say mark mark reynolds would definitely 21. be the guy <laughs> yep he's currently third in the national league in home runs behind kyle schwarber and pete alonzo so i guess yeah the point I'm making is Christian Walker for the home run derby. Now, now, oh, There's don't a... even get me started on the moist balls. That's all. That's I'm still working <laughs> on that story. Things have actually normalized though a bit in baseball, which is interesting as we moved into the into the middle of the season. Uh, offenses aren't aren't as bad as they were uh, to start the season. So, um, but again, 
Christian Walker for the home run derby. David Peralta really increasing his trade value if you think that he's going to be a valuable trade piece potentially for this game. Uh, he had another outstanding series for the Diamondbacks. He homered yeah. in game one in the win. Um, he homered today. Uh, he has a 400 batting average in the series, and he is also our DraftKings king of the series with his 400 batting average, six RBI, three runs, and two homers. This is even made more impressive by the fact that he did not start in game two. Uh, he only had a pinch hit at bat. So David yeah. Peralta really, really producing in two games for this team uh, more than more than anyone really on on the lineup in the lineup at this point. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil that on my uh, trade deadline primer. David Peralta's name is is prominent uh, among trade candidates for the Diamondbacks, which sure which I think um, I, I think it is quite likely to happen but it's also i could see it being a little bit sad for diamondbacks fans just what david peralta has meant to this organization the brand that he's built um as the freight train and yeah, i think I he's, he's sending that picture out it gives everybody nightmares yeah. <laughs> train with him on front not to mention he just passed justin upton with his home run today for sixth on the d-backs all-time home runs list with his yeah uh, with his with his second home run of this series so uh, he has been here a while. He's been a staple of this team and he's right up there. Like, I think he's right behind Mark Reynolds on the all time home run list. Luis Gonzalez is up there at number one, Paul Goldschmidt, number two, Steve Finley at number three, Chris Young at four, and then Mark Reynolds at five. So some, some elite diamondbacks he's in, he's in company with when it comes to that all time list. Yeah, I mean, he's been here since 2014, and he's been generally a pretty steady presence in the Diamondbacks lineup. He's had, you know, injury issues every now and then, but, you know, he won a Silver Slugger back in 2018. He's won Gold Glove Awards here in Arizona, too. So, um, yeah, I I think it's pretty likely that he's not a Diamondback anymore in about a month. But, um, yeah, and uh, and Elizabeth, I, I think you're definitely not alone in that. Elizabeth says Peralta's my favorite Diamondback if he goes I'll be so bummed and and yeah. I think there's a lot of people who share that sentiment just based on what he's meant to this franchise and the fact that he's a he's a good player um and, and this season he's he's made some strides he's he's like you know gone from being an extreme ground ball hitter to now he he hits um, yeah. fewer ground balls yeah. than the average hitter which is a really dramatic uh dramatic change for him so improved it um, by over 20 percent I believe from yeah. last season to this season yeah. And for some guys, you know, it's not like a universal thing that fewer ground balls is is better. It kind of depends on your hitting profile. But for sure. David Peralta, that's always been a limiting factor for him is he hits the ball hard, but he tends to hit the ball on the ground a lot. And this year he's he's sacrificed a little bit of the the contact side of his game. The batting average is maybe a little lower than what we've seen in the past. But, you know, there's a reason that he has 11 home runs, I believe it is at this point. Um and he's on pace, you know, to hit more than 20 for for the second time in his career. And it's in large part because he's starting to get the ball up in the air more. Uh, Jesse, by the way, have you downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet? Have I, have. I have. I have. I've. Good. Yes. Good. I want to make sure because, you know, of course, my advice lately has just been bet on the Yankees. I, 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 I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, in live live in game betting beforehand, single game parlays, multiple bar- game parlays. It doesn't matter. The Yankees need to be involved in your parlays because this team, I I don't know what's up with them, but at times uh, they seem like they can't be stopped. And for the most part, uh, lately they seem to be the only team I can win money on. So that's just my own uh, personal 
perspective on it. But of course, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX. Make your first deposit, Jesse, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So then I suggest go put $1,000 on something. That seems to be the only logical uh, solution there. But uh, that's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook for new customers. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And yeah, I don't know if that's, I don't know if what the Yankees are doing now. I'm sure just to make me look bad, they probably lost today, but uh, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, <laughs> that's, that's the way that this gambling has gone for me at times, Jesse, but uh, I still do it for fun. I have a good time doing it. And I'll tell you guys, one thing I really like to do lately is uh, just put a 10, 11, 12 leg parlay, something crazy. And uh, you know, Put it, put it, put it for ten cents. Put it for fifty cents. Put it for a dollar. The uh, the options are unlimited at DraftKings Sportsbook with how little or much you can bet, and you can bet just for fun. And uh, you know what? If you add enough legs, it can still be a huge payday over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. That's my <laughs> that's my advice. But how many uh, legs would you need to have in order to like you'd bet a dollar and get you'd, like a hundred if you win? You'd be surprised <laughs> if you go in there and do like a full day's game, uh, full MLB days game worth of games and did, uh, you know, just pick in the money line on them, you would probably be surprised about the value you get for your bet. You could probably get somewhere around like plus 2,000, you know, which on a dollar bet could net you $200 if you win uh, all of the bet, all, all of those. So like, there you go. Yeah, is, is the likely, is, is it likely that you're going to hit all of them? No. Is the <laughs> you'll hit 13 out of 14 and just lose the last one of the day? Yeah, probably, but still, <laughs> eh, you can bet a dollar and just have some fun. So however you want to use it, that's the best part about the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's however you want to use it, uh, and you guys can have yourselves uh, an enjoyable afternoon. Maybe make some money, uh, pay for, uh, like, I, I, I'm trying to make some money, pay for my Disneyland vacation coming up, but you do what you need to do. Uh, we got to look, speaking coming up of the Arizona Diamondbacks schedule and what they have on tap, because, again, this was one of those series where we were hoping the Diamondbacks could maybe sneak away with two out of three, get off on the right foot before uh, they continue down this path of a very tough schedule against the NL West. They do get the Rockies again next weekend, but in between now and then they have the San Francisco giants who have been playing some good baseball. And again, aren't, aren't uh, an easy team to get past uh, this, not to mention the fact that these games are very critical for all the teams in the NL West, considering that none of them have really played each other much like this stretches is where a lot of the NL West are playing each other, including the Rockies and us. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's an important stretch for everybody, I think, in the NL West leading into the All-Star break, leading into that trade deadline coming up on August 2nd, which is less than a month away. That could be very important. This this stretch could be very important for the direction that all of these teams in the NL West go, you know, once once the dust settles after this next month. The Giants have lost seven of their last 10 games. They've lost three in a row. So the Diamondbacks, you know, maybe you make a case there. They're catching them at the right time. Um, about who you play, but when you play them. Right? When you when you play them. There you go. There right. you go. I'm curious, Derek, do you think, are, are people depressed? Are you depressed that there's no fireworks at Chase Field tomorrow? That they I have, move the game earlier? I am a little bummed out by that. I, especially watching what the Rockies had going on where they had their fans come out onto the field. 
and yeah. sit on the field. Well, and, and they had they had fireworks that were utterly illegal happening during the game. As yeah, well. well, that's a whole other thing. But <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, I do miss it a bit. I, I am a bummed out. I'm bummed out that the reason why uh, it it's happening is because of the issues with the roof. Right. Um, seeing the people go down the field and watch the fireworks from the field makes me jealous that we we did that. Uh, yeah. The don't do that. And that's that's surprising to me because that's real grass in Colorado and we have turf. So, yeah, to me why we can't. Yeah, let people go walk they I, and watch the watch the fireworks. You know, I believe they do that at Dodger Stadium, too. I've seen fireworks at Dodger Stadium where they had wow. everyone on the field. So, I'm just uh, jealous. yeah, I'm just jealous. Yeah, I'm, mad and I'm jealous. I'm gonna go watch some fireworks. <laughs> I'm gonna light off some fireworks right now. Uh, but, of course, you know, we talked about the NOS. We don't care about the NOS. We only care about the division that matters around here, and that's the All-City Division, which now the Arizona Diamondbacks are tied with the Rockies and just edging them out with a little bit better of a All-City uh, record. Uh, the White Sox, I think they were going to go on to win, and I know last time I checked, the Cubs were in an extra innings battle, so those records might be impacted differently now that those games have ended, but... Diamondbacks let the Rockies creep back in. We are tied. And again, this is for bragging rights. So uh, we got to keep of any of any division. We got to keep out of the cellar of it's this division because, you yeah. know, we have all city meetups and Jesse and I can't go in there and be the last, like do it for us. Right. Don't don't <laughs> embarrass us is what I'm saying. Do it. Do it for Jesse and Derek. If you're going to do it for anybody, you know, we're the guys out here in the trenches. We're, we got your back. We're the ones repping you all the time. You know, I proved to everybody yeah. that we made a good decision by not using our license plate in our city connect Jersey. Throw that back up there again. Let's look at this monstrosity. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. The only thing this thing's missing, Jesse, more cacti. This needs more, <laughs> more cacti, maybe a cacti patch. I don't know. Maybe I think the Arizona, the Arizona font looks like oh, it's, it's from so like the early it? 2000s or something yeah isn't that great isn't that great that's that's uh yeah that's right off our license plate that's right off our license plate there so, you go hey whatever man we thank you guys so much for joining us we hope you have a safe and happy fourth of july we will try to get these jerseys printed up so you guys can buy them over at the phnx locker we know you guys want one so maybe we'll get like custom made jesse and derek uh, Arizona plate jerseys made. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But uh, Chris says she's been on the field at Chase Four. And I do know it's something they've done, like like the yeah. kids running the bases and everything else. I know they do yoga on the field. They've done – they just did the uh, – on Father's Day, the father's uh, and son's catching, I believe. So it, it's not to say it doesn't happen. I just don't see them actually do it lately. And I don't know if it's because of the artificial turf. Um, I've seen them replace divots of that stuff before. And it's definitely not like anything I've ever seen before. It's like, it's like loose and malleable, Jesse. It's not like a, a square of like turf that they cut out a square and put like a square in. It's like they can mm. literally fill in a little hole with some of that turf stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope that they uh, get back to that because I would love to see uh, us as fans back on the field watching fireworks. Uh, we thank you guys for being fans. We hope you guys enjoy the fireworks uh, wherever you're going to watch them at this 4th of July. Be safe. Uh, enjoy all everything responsibly and make sure that you guys are uh, most importantly having a good time 
this 4th of July. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate you guys uh, joining us. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're watching us right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of us go live. Also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Leave us a five-star review. That way we know how much you love us. We feel the love. We appreciate it. Uh, and we keep doing this because at times, games like today, Jess, Jesse was close to doing the show by, my, by myself. I was just going to sit in the corner uh, and cry a lot. But I, I rebounded nicely. I, I just cried for five <laughs> minutes, and then we got the show going. So, uh, we again, thank you guys for joining us in the chat. We appreciate you spending your holiday weekend with us. We know you guys have better things to do than than be here with us. So we are honored that you all were here chatting with us. Uh, on behalf of Jesse and myself, again, we really thank you for your time. Have a wonderful 4th of July. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you go to parties with fireworks and brats. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 